And we are back for another Fitness Fridays with Dimitri here. Got it. How's it going, man? Amazing. It's been since just a long time since I've seen you. That's it. <laughs> We're trying to be efficient, man, just like exercise. We're trying to figure out the best ways of doing things. We're dropping knowledge bombs. That's all we're doing. So these, these are amazing shows, by the way. These are absolutely amazing shows. We've already tackled 20s, 30s. We just finished 40s. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to tackle the 50-year-olds, yep. which is the new group that I just joined. That's your group. I'm not it's there my, yet, but I'm, I'm going to be there. You'll, go, you'll be there if you're lucky enough. You'll definitely be there one day. www.puremotivationfitness.com. Yep. Dimitri at puremotivationfitness.com. At Dimitri Gianculas. Kulas. Giancoulas and puremotivationfitness.com at those are the two Instagram handles. He's definitely encouraging everybody to reach out to him and just have a conversation. He's That's not it. he's not trying to sell you anything. He's more than willing to just have a conversation. We decided to do these shows because we're, I mean, at Construction Life, I'm very conscious about I want people to live healthy, long lives. I don't want them to hurt themselves and live bad lives and understand that Certain things you're doing in your 20s and your 30s and your 40s are affecting your longevity. Right. Here we are in our 50s now. I want to tackle the 50s. Here's a little bit of information I got regarding 50s. Here we go. Drum roll. Let's figure this one out. So the most important guidelines for a healthy lifestyle after age 50 are the same for men and women at any age, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Eat a healthy diet. Stay at a healthy weight. Mm -hmm. That's true. Get seven to eight hours. You actually mentioned that before. So yep. of sleep. Be physically active. You've also mentioned Always. on that all the time. Don't smoke. Yep. Um, is 50 too old to get healthy? Never. It's not. Changing your lifestyle in your 50s and beyond, exercising more and eating healthier can still make a big difference. You can lower your risk of heart problems, cancer, and bone fractures. We actually well, talked. big. Yeah, yeah that's huge, right? You. So it's never too late. You, you really can be healthier and more fit now than when you were at 30. Is that true? Yes. Okay. Eight ways to have more energy after 50. Start where you are. Don't compare yourself to that second cousin who runs a marathon every week and grows on her own wheatgrass. Create one new habit at a time. Yep. Take a walk. Drink water. Do strength training. Take your vitamins. Breathe deeply. Get enough sleep. We agree with all these. Breathe deeply. I like those ones. So we're gonna we're gonna dive a lot more into all of that stuff. But I wanted to actually just start with the one thing that I didn't bring up in our forties, and possibly some people that I know in their thirties, is you get the life stressors, like the major life stressors. And the one that I can think of is you get separated, you get a divorce, you Mm. go through a financial major setback. That's big. And I know that more men than women, but I'm saying both, it affects their health. I would say, and I don't want to sound uh, sexist, but I think it would affect a male more than a female. I agree with you. I totally agree I with you. I think males are more short circuit. We're wired differently. We will do things on emotion yep. when we're upset. You get someone that's in a divorce and they'll just go out and just be rebounding more than Dennis Rodman. Yeah. And uh, they'll also do things to affect their health, take substances, do, and this is from experience that I've heard in the past, but it it is, and I'm glad you brought that up because people don't pay attention to that. And a lot of people always think you're not healthy, you're a loser, you don't want to work out, but no one understands their lifestyle. They No one does understand that they may have had a divorce, they may have had separation, they may have lost their business, they may have lost a child, they may have 
I've met four or five clients that are taking care of their parents that are 90. And literally, their parents are like babies now. And they're like, where it's called the sandwich era, yeah. where they're taking care of their kids and their parents, which is challenging. It's difficult in your life. All those things are difficult aspects to life. I think that's where fitness, again, like an old record, should be playing and reminding people that without an outlet for the stress, we're going to blow up. We're either going to do two things. We're going to bottle up or blow up. And blowing up is a result of bottling up. This is where the 50-year-olds need to really sit down and tell themselves, am I doing this for me or for anyone else? Am I going to try to be healthier for me or is it for my kids? And yes, you need to be a role model for your kids and your family, but you also got to be selfish and say, you know what? I'm not 50 now. Think about it. Your heart beats when you're this big, your zygote. How big would you say that little space is between my fingers? Uh, I would say a 32nd, if that. Tiny. Tiny. Not yeah. even a millimeter. Smaller. Yeah, small. And we have... A heart that beats at that big, a zygote it's called, when we're in our mother's uterus growing. So from this to 50 years on this planet, bro, that's a lot of boom, 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 boom. I would like to begin the topic on motivating 50-year-olds to look at heart health first. Okay. I think that heart health and stress go hand in hand. Yes, for sure. When you're stressed, your body's producing insulin, your body's producing cortisol, your body's thinking negative thoughts and it's closing doors. What do I mean by that? You're stressed out, you're separated. The last thing you're going to think about is, do I go start an exercise program right now? Or am I pissed and I want to drink and I want to go find another person? Or do I want to go hurt myself in a certain way? Number two, if we're looking at training and getting into fitness at 50, which is great, you can't just jump in the ball game. No. You got to look back at data and you got to look at, okay, what's my blood pressure at? 135 over 90. Okay, slow down for a second. 120 over 80 is a normal blood pressure. You're 135 over 90, which means systolically, think of a heart or a pump that's squeezing together. That's systolic pressure. And then diastolic is when it opens up and refills. If one is higher than the other, when I do blood pressure, if the person comes in at 135 over 80, I know they have a problem with blood going out in terms of output. There's plaque buildup. There's not enough uh, strength going out. If it's the other way around, they're having an issue with replenishment time, with their body bringing back blood to the heart. One easy trick I tell people to do is, if you're over 50 right now, when you wake up tomorrow, sit down, put your two fingers on your wrist, find your resting heart rate, that little beat, get your iPhone out, Click on the, the stopwatch and click go. And you're going to count 15 seconds. And when those 15 seconds are up, you're going to stop. So for example, if I did 15 seconds and I got 20 second beat, 20 seconds times four is going to be 80. Okay, that's 80 seconds is my resting heart rate when I wake up in the morning. So if you know the average is 70 for an adult, you know 80 minus 70 is 10 extra. Well, again, 10 times 60 minutes in an hour times 24 hours in a day, that's 14,400 extra beats per day. That's your first goal. Not losing the love handles, 
not trying for the female to work on her Batman wings or build her glute. Fix your heart first. I call them anti-making cookies. There wings. you go. That's what I call go. them. The slappy wings, <laughs> the Batman wings. Not so, digging them, but we all have them. They all get a little softer. If you look at working your health from heart strength first, the harder you want to push your body in this, the spin class, the workout with the coach, the jog outside, the downhill skiing, the more efficiency you'll have. When you skip the heart, and you're going to do a workout in the gym, well, weight training increases your heart rate more than cardio would, so you're going to have issues. you got to look at your heart health first. Secondly, you got to look at, are you going to change your core identity? Because the slap in the face you give a client at 50, and I don't mean physical slap, but in the, the way you speak to them is, are you going to take action and change your life now, or are you willing to suffer? I'm not asking you if you think you're going to suffer, you will suffer. High blood pressure, obesity in the midsection, joint pain, low energy, low libido, you're going to suffer. You're at a point now where the next 20 years are what you have to really be experimental and try to do things you've never done. You can't start skiing when you're 80. You can start in your 50s. You sure can't you start can. for sure. You, you can. can't start lifting weights when you're 80. Because now you're gonna worry about all kinds of issues, bone issues, you know, mobility. But you gotta start at 50. You gotta tell yourself realistically, look at your life snapshotted. What's good, what's not good. Financially, where are you? You should know your budget. Do you feel you have a small percentage of allocated funds you can put towards getting a coach? That's the age you should start with proper coaching versus doing it on your own because you don't know how to fix deteriorating tendons in your shoulder, rotator cuff. You don't know how to fix your spine. You're not going to fix collapsed arches in your feet at 55 by looking at YouTube. No. And your time is limited. Exactly. You got kids, you got a business, you got to work, you got to, so you got to look and say, oh, what am I going to do with my time? Do I leverage a coach? Do I leverage a group of people in an in a, in a, in a app group or in a community, a weight loss community, or do I try to be the stubborn goat and do it on my own? And when I say goat, I don't mean to be rude. If you're in the construction industry or you're an IT guy or you're a computer programmer, you're not into fitness. So who are you kidding? You're going to sit now in your 50s and go research shit? You won't do it. Yeah, and you shouldn't do it. Right. If you want to do it, then by all means do it, but then do it 24 hours a day and figure out all Quit this stuff. Quit your job and start yeah. researching Google and download certifications. But the same way that you spend money on other things, spend it on this. This is hugely valuable because you're right. If you don't do it now, guess what? The medical profession is going to do it for you. Yeah, they're going to give you pills. Yeah, they're going to scribe you to death, literally scribe you to death Right, is what it is. I, I, I see it. I saw it with my grandparents. I see it with my mom. Like, she's prescribed pills. So it's just, I question it all the time, but she's at a certain point where she's 80 years old, right? So it's just like, this is a, a normal routine for her now. I don't want to be that way mm -hmm. when I'm at that age. I really don't. And I'm wondering, okay, what can I do now at 50 to avoid that? The first thing you want to look at is the percentages change now. Remember I told you before? Yeah. 45, 60% weight training. You can't jump into a 70-30 weight training cardio split. I would say go right down the middle, 50-50. Okay. 
And if you're giving a 50-50 split, it's because you're introducing stress to the body in the form of cardio and weight training. Your body ain't going to heal the same. You don't got the range of motion. When you're looking at exercises to do, you need to get a movement assessment to see, should you be pressing overhead? Should you be squatting if your body can't physically go in that position? Secondly, calisthenics is one of your best starting points. It's amazing for a 55-year-old to be squatting with a kettlebell or a dumbbell in front of their chest, tucked under the chin in a goblet squat. But if the person can't squat properly because they got a lumbar issue or a thoracic pain in their spine or they have sciatic pain, the minute you load the human body, it's going to start saying, I'm injured, I'm going to get worse. Calisthenics is the first way. Mobility, calisthenics, yoga is great, cardio is great. They're not going to load the bones and joints. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to forget about weight training. But your first month or two, body weight. Body weight lunges, body weight push-ups, inverted rows. People, if I had to tell someone a percentage of how much they should train the back of the body, the posterior versus anterior, 60-40. Okay. Back versus front or 70-30. Why? We live in an anterior world. I open doors in front of me. Mm -hmm. I push and pull in front of me. I grab objects and press them over my head. Who in their daily routine sticks their chest out, drives their elbows back and squeezes their shoulders together? You never do that. No. Who stands up leans forward, pushes their hips out in a hinge position, and then as they extend their spine, squeeze their butt cheeks together. Nobody. No. Unless you're going to go to the bathroom, sit on a toilet. Because we're not doing these motions, the body's getting tired and weak. Start with calisthenics. Go back to total body. If you have pain in your back, do not let that fear you from exercising. All you do is seated movements or with a bench to build up the bigger muscle groups. So someone says, I'd like to train with you, but I have low back issues. I got a herniated disc and I don't think I should train. I just want to do cardio or swimming. Well, that's a fool mentality because you're not allowing your body to strengthen the big muscles. So I would just have them sitting on a bench doing a seated row. I would have them lying on their back on the floor, bending their knees, and lifting their pelvis to the ceiling. I would have them putting a chair between their legs, holding an object, squatting down to the chair and back up. I would have them sitting in a chair, pressing, pulling, bicep curls, even doing a plank. Because if the low back is weak and you don't fix the bigger muscles, when you go to do something balance-wise, you're going to have pain. So you slowly build that up. You want to make sure that you're not doing more than two sets of each compound movement or each exercise because sets equate to volume. Someone doesn't know what I'm talking about. A set is, I'm going to go do a set of push-ups. I'm going to try to do 10 repetitions. At the end of my repetitions, I got 10. I got lactic acid building in my chest. The body goes, stop. You say, okay. Now, just because my chest is sore doesn't mean I can't go to a lower body movement. And then from a lower body to a midsection movement, and then to a cardio movement. So you can still mix and match exercises. Yeah. But when I go back to push-ups, I don't want to do another set of 10 
and then another set, a third set, and then a fourth set because you're putting too much volume on that muscle and it needs time to heal. With seniors, the prescription based on certification level is one set of 12 to 15 repetitions. If I'm training a male or female and they're 65 or you know in that higher range, I'm not gonna give like I would give you three to four sets of chest and back of 15 to 20 reps. They would do one to build up. Then the next month, one to two. So you're treating the same thing as them in the 50-year-olds that maybe have, hasn't kept up the training. Yep. Just you, you decrease the volume. Okay. Because if I give you on day one, which is a typical standard three sets of some movement, upper, lower, it's too much stress on the muscle. The body's not used to it. They can't heal. And they will take longer to get better at. Now, Which prime, will mentally discourage you yes, from continuing. Because you will wake up with too much lactic acid, too much soreness. And people, they confuse soreness from injury. Mm -hmm. Having your chest and your lats sore and your glutes sore means you did something well, which tore muscle fibers... And then the muscle fibers heal slowly, actin and myosin. They're very tiny. They're like little, what do you call those things that move around with all kinds of legs? Centipedes. Centipedes. Yeah. But think of two centipedes that are both brother and sister. And every time there's a contraction, when I flex, all of them come together. They lock. Got it. Then they release. Yeah. So exercise is simply lock, release, lock, release a hundred times in that hour. And then they tear. Well, the natural response, the adaptation is when we heal, let's multiply in fiber size, let's get stronger, and let's be able to get used to that. So with an older individual, you don't want to go higher load. Repetitions, you want to keep them in the 12 to 15 range, and you slowly will decrease them based on goal. The person's an endomorph, they want to lose body fat, keep them 15, 20, keep them moving. Person wants to build muscle, you slowly drop it down. 12, 10, 8 is a, is, is a hypertrophy range where as you lower your, your repetitions, you're increasing the weight. But you want to make sure that the load of their workout, if it's a three, four day week cycle, you don't go weight training, weight training back to back. You go weights, then the next day recovery, either cardio, swimming, jogging, core and mobility, and then you go back to weight training workout. So even on the recovery day, you're still doing some sort of cardio. 100%. Or okay. you can be doing core and mobility. And people forget that mobility is an exercise form. Mm -hmm. Either with a foam roller, either doing stretching movements, either doing yoga movements. Because at that age, you need a balance. The longer the individual is training, that's where the percentage of weights can increase over time. And a prime example is my mom. She does three sets of everything. 74-year-olds should not be doing that. <laughs> they should be doing one set of 15 reps. I've built her to a point now where she can do three sets of chest and back superset and an active rest. How long has she been training? La I would say the last five years, she's been training a good three, four times a week. In her 40s, not much. She probably started like late, man. 50s so she's conditioned her body now yeah. the last five years now nutrition wise yeah ever since i started competing when i was 18 she gave up on me and said i'm tired of this 
I'm tired of boiling chicken, making properly, making ground beef burr. She goes, you want the sport? You do it. And it was the best thing she ever did. <laughs> she said, you make your own food. I'll cook in bulk, but when you want all the special stuff and measuring and scales, she goes, you do it. So I had to start cooking for myself and get used to it. But what she did was she watched what I did and took all the principles. So now when you go to her house, I opened up her fridge because I like to do a little audit when I go there. She had a container full of broccoli, a container full of chicken breast, a small container of boiled eggs, her vegetables pre-chopped. She's got meat defrosting for the next day. So she's still practicing food prep at 74, which is great. <laughs> which is great. Right? So the 50 to 60-year-olds preparation of food, the type of food you're eating, processed versus refined versus nutrient-dense foods are important. And also remembering that the balance of your vegetables and your fruits need to become way higher than your starches. We don't need a plate of pasta for dinner. No. A plate of pasta, if it's measured at one fist, that's 50 carb. Well, if you're European or you're Asian or you're Indian background, all the same shit. Whether you eat roti and beans or pasta or someone's having rice, carbs are carbs. It's still the same. Would you so, recommend that the carbs happen at lunch instead of dinner? Always, always, okay. always. I'm a big proponent to lunchtime. Everybody eats the same. All body types get to eat lunch carbs. Whether you want to lose weight or gain weight, because we need that energy to go from lunch to dinner. And so we don't binge. What was with that whole thing? I remember back in the day, the Tour de France, all the cyclists were drinking or eating uh, a bowl of pasta right at the start of the morning. Carb loading. Just carb loading. Ah, carb loading is beautiful. Okay. And the proper way to carb load is the night before. Okay. Yeah. Right. So when we when when bodybuilders compete, so there's carb loading for aesthetic change, which means if my competition's tomorrow, Saturday, and I've been slowly dieting over a 16 week period, bodybuilders never cut out carbs. They would typically go from 300 carbs a day to 275 for a week, and then 250, 225. 200 they slowly systematically remove it so the body doesn't go whoa where's all this carb energy i'm gonna lose my muscle yeah so we strategize and we bring from 300 down to 75 50 and then two nights before the show typically now if you're natural not with drug free or drug guys but you remove all carbohydrates for two days and the night before you remove water for 24 hours so the body starts sucking energy from stores in the body. Yeah. That dehydrates your body. It makes you take water from above the muscle and inside the muscle. And then the night before your show, you carb load. White rice, pasta, pancakes, pizza, pasta, bread, depending on your body. I did really well with rice and yams. While you go to bed, you're dehydrated. You wake up in the morning and your body's full of glucose. You go high carb for breakfast. When you're under the lights, you're tan, you're flexing, you can literally pull veins and pull muscles because you can <laughs> see it. Yeah, That's one form of carb loading. For athletes that are endurance sports, cycling, soccer, basketball, long distance running, you will fuel the body the night before with high carbohydrate diet. Now, typically the ectomorphic body type is the best for this because an endomorph is just gain weight. Mesomorph depends on their body. Can they utilize it? Will they look stale? Will they flatten out the next day? But the ectomorph can have a high consumption, even from five o'clock 
High carb at five, mm. high at eight, before you go to bed, high carb. So when you wake up, you got all this fuel in you. Because if you're running the next day for a marathon, you can't be sitting there eating a massive breakfast and then having to go to the bathroom when you're running. So you got this fuel in your body and in your morning you'd have a high carb. So during the exercise portion, you have excess glucose in your body and you have reserves. What about these guys? Because I see it sometimes. They're in their 50s. They're in their 60s. And I remember seeing old pictures of my grandparents on my mom's side climbing the mountain in Pico. And they're in their 50s and they're climbing a mountain with just a stick. Mm-hmm. And this is something that would take an average person four hours to go up there and then another yeah. three hours to come back down. And they're not then, eating. And, th- and they're not eating, but they're doing it. And you're like wondering, okay, well, what's going on there? But then you get the other guys that are in the gym and they're 50 and they're like the guys doing a video on social media. That's my dad and I'm struggling here running on the treadmill. What's going on there? Adaptation is beautiful because okay. if you take a human and make them do a movement or a workout without fuel, it will have to adapt and use fat as an energy source. That's why the keto diet is really, really popular for individuals that want to burn body fat but still keep a high-protein, high-fat content. So they're used to that. Whereas if you take someone like me, and I have a buddy of mine, Pavel, who we always argue with because he believes in you know, keto diet, high intermittent fasting, and I disagree because I need fuel to maintain my size. If I follow that style of diet... I'll be 180 right away. So I'm 190 or 95. How you structure your nutrition and your body's nourishment will depict how it understands and works with it. If I keep punching you in the head and you're an MMA fighter, after six months of fighting, if me and you step into the ring, you can take blows. I can. One blow knocks me out. So your body adapts to it. But adaptation can occur negatively in a 50-year-old where I know a crap load of 50-year-olds that wake up, cigarette, coffee, no breakfast, lunchtime, grab a bagel, slice of pizza, go have a big meal, don't eat again, don't drink water, come home, binge out, and wondering why I'm obese. The body adapts and the body gets used to the cigarette, suppressing your appetite, the coffee, diuretic, getting rid of water, suppressing appetite, providing you the fake caffeine to keep going. Your body's natural response saying, I'm okay, keep working. And then based on the different body types, a 50-year-old endomorph versus a 50-year-old ectomorph need to eat differently because the endomorphic guy who's been a bricklayer, uh, whatever, electrician, plumber for years, he can wake up and have an omelet and that's it and go to work. He can have nuts and a coffee and go to work and his body will work totally fine. The ectomorph, my body type, would shrink and die by lunchtime because it says, I need fuel, bro. Mm -hmm. So if you don't give me that starch carb versus the vegetable carb, I won't work properly. And this is where you get two guys doing the same job over two decades. One guy looks like he's frail, he's skinny, his percentage of body fat's going through the roof, he's got a gut and skinny body. And the other guy is gaining weight, doesn't understand why, really big and husky, and they do the same bloody job. Hmm. Genetics plays a big role, a big part. Yeah, part of it as well, right? 
how do we get the 50 year olds to stay motivated to to keep on doing this because it's so much harder life is such a harsh thing where you have all the energy in your 20s but you're not motivated because you're influenced and you got time you got time Let's not forget that so now you're in your 50s and you don't have money but in your 50s you have money yeah you but you don't have to drive you should have the time because you're you know kids are older whatever but you don't have to drive yeah how does a one 50 year old 50s continue that drive what's the motivating factor data data and this all. is this is why i love my philosophy on data because if you're 50 and you really want to do this and you're struggling well there's two approaches one is okay let's go motivation push you i'm gonna work out i'm gonna train you that doesn't last too long but if i use data and i say okay listen where are we today let's let's assess and there's so many markers, blood pressure, resting heart rate, strength, body fat tissue, measurements in the waistline. How many squats and push-ups can you do? We log it and let's look at it like a little mini competition, an experiment, an evaluation. You get a 50-year-old brain versus a 20-year-old testosterone-filled, ego-centered person that thinks they can do whatever they want. The 50-year-old should appreciate the data announced, okay, I get it. I, I know that fitness is beyond my waistline. Fitness should be a bunch of little markers. Heart, pre blood pressure. Now, and especially if they're taking medication, they have pains. Now, a proper coach, brother, sister, husband, spouse, should build a program based on the data and the areas they need to work on. And then a 50-year-old appreciates progression 20 year old or impatient i wanted to after my first show i came back and i won it and after that first show i destroyed my shoulder where i'm 44 now and i'm still dealing with the pain why because i didn't listen to my coach chris who said don't go into heavy lifting the first week or two relax your body's just been through dieting competing whatever slowly build up what yeah. did i do Big heavy lifts. I was because after a show, you look like you're a specimen. Yeah. Anatomy, you feel great. Yeah. I went and just went hard, 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 injured my shoulder a bit, and it's been with me for so many years. A 50 year old, when you give them data and you assess them and they see the changes, they can understand now from a mature level okay, you know what? This is really cool. In 30 days, I did A and B. Okay, so if I want to lose 40 pounds, it should take me maybe seven months or eight months. I'm okay with that. And also, the 50-year-old, disposable income-wise, should, and I'm going to say this again, should be at a position in their life where they would put money aside for their health. Yeah. We all should put a little portion of money that goes into buying better meats, buying clothing to make you look good, feel good when you want to run and work out, Belonging to a facility, which is a little bit more boutique, exclusive, more educational, more specialized. Or if all that is too stressful, hire a bloody coach. Get someone who's going to want it more than you. And in the 50s, the accountability portion is way higher than when you're younger. And it's nice that we've done this decade over a Friday podcast because... The 50-year-old needs accountability. The 20-year-old doesn't really need it. They got social media, their friends, 
magazines, their girlfriends, their followers. Yeah. <laughs> if my followers are at a hundred thousand and I'm showing my taking my shirt off all day, I don't give a shit about having a friend to help me. But the fifty year old needs that help because, like you said, metabolism subsides. They're not as strong. But I've seen in our club and in with my clients that I'm working with, fifty and sixty year olds crush it. And there's a guy called Bal, uh, Bal S in our club. Uh, he's a retired guy. He, I think he's 62 or three, and he's dropped I think seven percent body fat. He's building lean mass. He used to do triathletes before. He's he's performing better than 40 year olds. And the guy's 60 plus. Why? Oh, wow. He came in. He told me where he's at. He said this was my previous history. I'm retired. My body has changed. I want you to tell me what to do. I want to pay a fee and I want you to give me results. That's the mindset that we should have a 1560. Not what can I do on my own? You're it's too late. I don't want to be rude, but you're 5060. Get help. Yeah. Get someone to sharpen your pencil so you time collapse. In 30 days, you get what's done in six months. And you can have someone that's gonna want it more than you. That's important. Like you, your goals need to be important, but you need to have a burning desire. And without that, you're not going to get the result. I find a lot of 50-year-olds, like I, I, I communicate with a lot of 50s and 60-year-olds, and I, I like listening to them and, and just talking about. But I find that once you get into your 40s, you start discovering what you really want out of life. And, well, I'm at that point now. Uh, and you start realizing that I want the life to be simpler, but I still want it to be healthy. And you start realizing because the clock is ticking yep. that I want to be a healthy, a vibrant, older person. And you I want to have quality of life. Quality, you want to move. quality, right? So you just start looking at, uh, and the unfortunate thing is, and I'll, I'll point fingers, North America, Canada, U.S. is not quality life here. No way. It's not. It's It's a... Go, 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 hustle, just constant bombardment of instant gratification. And when it's, it's gain and grow. Yeah. It's let's buy a bigger home, bigger car. Yeah. You don't need watch. all that. You don't need all that. And I look at little things. I look at images from Europe. I look at images at Asia. I look at images around the world. And it's just the life seems simpler, yep. quieter possibility of being a farmer like just things yeah. that will contribute to your health what makes people mentally. happy in third world countries yes is some music and some gatherings versus yes. here you need to have the house the nanny the this you don't need any of that to be to, and that I, I think that's the overall message through all these shows that we've been doing together about mm -hmm. you know health and well-being is that the mental is just as important as the physical and so then it contributes to it it adds to it that you need to have that mental drive to, to to continue this to start it to continue it yeah and then that is what's going to keep you motivated when you wake up in the morning and it's true if you wake up and you're not happy there's something wrong 100 percent. and figure out what that wrong is and then solve it work at it figure it out mm -hmm. and then change it and that's what a lot of people need to do so it's the same thing with 50-year-olds getting started and maybe waking up one day and going, okay, I got to start focusing on this. I think it'd be cool if at 50, society made it a cool thing to be like, okay, you know, in your 20s, what's cool? Going on partying because we don't know any better. Yeah. In your 30s, 40s, making money, beginning your career, setting yourself up to success. 
in your 60s, 70s, relaxing, enjoying is the thing. I think at 50, there should be a marker where we go get checkups and we evaluate where we are for the next 50. And if that's where core identity kicks in, and it hurts me to see so many people that they're okay with just getting by, or even worse, they've labeled themselves, this is my life, this is this is what I'm, I'm going to be overweight. You know, my knee hurts, my shoulder hurts. They've given it up. They just said, forget it. I'm done. And they've, they've their self-limiting belief over the years has grown and spread like a cancer where they look at other people. And I see this in here every day. And the vocab that comes out of their mouth is, I used to. Mm. I wish I could. Again, yeah. In my 20s, I used to. And I keep saying to people, I go, stop. How old are you? You're 45. Why do you keep referring life to your 20s? Like, what's wrong with you? You're 45. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, back then. So mindset comes in place. And at 50, I'm going to have role models of where I want to be at 80. I want to look at people who inspire me to be better versus accepting. So do we conform to life? Or do we transform? That's a good point. And, and that's one thing that I made a podcast before. You know, life brings us stress and challenges to make us better. You're not overweight because life happened to you. You're overweight because of the decisions you made. Make new decisions to get new outcomes. And at 50, you should be looking at fitness as a major part of your lifestyle. I have some clients that I train and I work with privately who their net worth is in the plus 15, 20 million. They're very successful people. And one thing that they've understood, I have one family that I work with for 16 years, I've been training them. I only train like four or five clients physically because I love my job. But the mindset that this family has is, the better I am, the better my family is. The stronger I am, the better business I have. And this family, this husband and wife, they have 21 grandkids. Wow. 21. Successful people. The female, the wife that I train, I've been training her since 2006. Between two times a week and now it's once. She comes and sees me in the studio. She fell and, and she shattered her tibia and fibula. And she broke portions of her bone. This happened, I think, 65. And they had to put a rod in her, her foot and they had to do surgery. And three weeks later, her doctor called her and was freaking out because whatever you've been doing with your trainer is unreal. You have bone growth happening in not even a four-week period, wow. which was bizarre for them. For a 60-year-old. Yeah, 65. Wow. And not only did she get over the, the, the injury, is she squatting again, you know, over 100 pounds. Not only has her, her ankle injury improved, but if you look at her from a side profile, she stands upright and you can see little dents in her traps. Her raw, You can see muscles on her body and she's in her 60s now. Whereas you tell a 50-year-old to do a bear crawl in the gym back and forth, or to do a plank or a push-up, and they collapse. Yeah. So there's a quality of life. Are we sick? Are we someone that 
has a real injury, a challenge, a, some kind of adversity. They were born with an issue that they can't. And I have a, I have a female client that, Jess, she's in a wheelchair. She's got cerebral palsy, scoliosis, and she's more fit and active than people who can walk. Then you have average who just go through life. They're going to watch Super Bowl today. They're going to drink, piss their life away, eat shit food, sit on the couch, watch all the Super Bowl episodes, and then watch the post-Super Bowl episode. Then there's the elite that wake up in the morning, do their workout, prepare their meals, watch Super Bowl, go do the meditation. So it's a matter of lifestyle and where you want. And sometimes I believe the fear of the human at 50 is more detrimental and destructive than at 20. Because at 20, we can fix things. Even if you're in the worst, you could be a drug addict 20, 30, you fix it, 40, you become better. At 50, if you got that mindset of, oh, I'm old, you know, I'm overweight, my joints are a mess, where am I going to go now and get a trainer? I've been an electrical, uh, electrician, a plumber, I've been a whatever you are for years, where am I going? That's worse because then that blocks you from going to 50 to 60. But they just answered their own questions. So they actually went and got trained for their career, mm-hmm. spent money yeah. on it. Yeah. And then they're questioning, is it worth training? Mm-hmm. My wake up when I was in my 40s and I was pushing 50 is Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. He's my age. Yeah, man. And you start looking, and I get it. I understand. These are multimillionaire celebrities, yeah. like Clooney's in his but late fifties. They 50s. still work hard. Brad bro. Pitt, he's they in his fifties. Tom Cruise they're in the mid fifties. Still work hard. They stay well, but the, they have trainers, but they work hard. But they also eat right too, so yeah. they're very critical about what they eat and how they eat it. So if you start looking at people, other men in their fifties, and they're having a quality life, mm-hmm. then that means that you, as as an average Joe, you can do that as well. Hundred percent. It, there shouldn't be a reason for you to stop outside of you just waking up and telling yourself to stop. Mm-hmm. But there is a way to do it. But again, without data, how are you going to tell a stubborn 50-year-old what to do? Like imagine trying to change a 20, 30-year-old. It's, it's tough. It's one thing. Trying to change someone who's 57, who's been taking medication, who's struggled. There's a lot of immigrants. They've mm. come to this country worked hard, raised the family, put their kids to university. These kids have everything they need. You look at the father and the mother, their bodies are breaking down. Why? They put all the energy into the kid. This is where data, piece of paper, here you go, Mr. Johnson, here's your stats. Can we work on these stats? That, I believe, is a better motivator than just saying quality of life, let's be like this guy because paper doesn't lie, numbers don't lie. And if you look at the numbers and numbers make a change, then you progress. It's like little behavioral habits. If I tell someone you're gonna, your, your goal should be 20 pounds of fat loss in 90 days, that's an outcome goal. It's hard. It's, it's, it's scary. It's a big goal. Yeah. Or In your 50s? Yeah. yeah. That's okay. So I said, okay, Manny, we got to lose 20 pounds. And there's many 50-year-olds that got to lose 20 pounds. Many. Or I say, Manny, for the next 90 days, you have three tasks and that's it. You're like, what? You got to check off on your calendar that you've moved four times in a week. You're like, well, what does moving mean? It's walk with the dog. It's swimming. It's treadmill or it's exercise with with some weights. For what period of time? 
three times a week for 90 days, right? No, no, but how, how long? 45 minutes. 45 minutes. Yeah. Okay. You got to do that. You got to do some food prep on Wednesdays and Sundays, cook a little extra, and you got to journal or have 10 minutes of Manny time every day by yourself to just think about your life. Those are things that you can do. They're easy. They're behavior. They're habits. Doesn't cost you anything. Nothing. So if you focus on achieving those every day in 90 days, you got 20 pounds of weight loss. Yeah. Because we're checking off little baby patterns that result in an outcome. The minute people tell people, you know what? Yeah, I hired a trainer. I'm going to lose 20 pounds. And that 20 pounds is all they talk about. They're going to fail miserably. Because there's no little wins they can accomplish. Yeah. Right, and we need little. There's wins no focus goal. Right. So, at in your fifties, headed into your sixties, you're looking at retirement. So you're possibly looking at you've got a little bit more time for yourself. You probably want to share more time with your significant other. You want to travel. You travel. want to see the world. You should yeah. not be working like a slave in your sixties and seventies. And if you are, because of some of the challenges you have to do in your life, that's fine. But again, look at your money. Look at your finances. Pull a percentage out for fitness. Just remove it's it. It's part of it. It's no different than remove just it. whatever it is. If you, it's an expense. That's all it is. And if anything, it's it's more of a priority. Yeah. Fifty to seventies is crucial because your physicality and your mindset and your brain—they're so intertwined. Where the brain will punish you more than you being unfit. Negative thoughts are four times more deadly than someone being overweight. Yep. Because negative thoughts will put you in negative trances and states. And then you can't motivate someone who's pissed off and angry. When you're younger, it's okay, do more work. The mindset's everywhere. When you're older, it's like, we got from here to here to be fit. What what decision you want to make? Well, we have to do it. There's no like ifs, ands, or buts. Where do I go? When do I start? That's how it's got to be. So hopefully by your 50s, you're not consuming a large amount of alcohol. You're definitely not smoking. So you're not doing any kind of weeds or drugs or anything like that. Hopefully you're not. We're talking alcohol. We're talking European males. We're talking construction. We're talking sedentary lifestyles. We're talking corporate worlds, high profile status. Alcohol is a big, nasty So mix. they're all doing it. That's the they're problem. all doing it. And and it's just contributing to a, a shorter life. Yeah. It's killing their liver. It's, it's making them make the poor choices at the wrong times. And again, the mindset of, well, I'm already 58. What the hell is the difference? What's another drink going to do? That's how they look at it. That's how I look at it. But what if someone tapped them on the shoulder and they just said, listen, by the way, you 50-year-old, you're going to live to 90. So now but what do you quality? want to, but what quality? Well, no, no, no. If you, but that's the, that's the choice. You're going to live to 90, but you decide on what quality. Right. So you make the decision today, whether or not you want it to be a very good quality life or a assisted mm-hmm. quality life. And, and I that's think that's where balance kicks in. Yeah. They got to know that you can't be a saint. I would not want to live a life of. Not having a drink or two. No, here. but occasionally having a glass of wine, occasionally having a spirit of some sort. Sure, yeah. I understand the beer. Totally get rid of that by then. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no reason to be smoking. Definitely no reason to be smoking weed. And hopefully, you're not on bunch of medication that 
taking one thing, then it's causing another problem. So you got to take something else to subside Especially that. Especially depression. Or yeah. I'm taking medication for my stress. Really? Why? It helps me calm yourself down. Have you ever ran on a treadmill for 25 minutes? Have you ever felt the high of your body being so bloody warm that it that it vibrates? No. Do that for a second. So that Just try goes. that. Right. That age, you're getting older. Would you recommend specific cardios? Because I understand yeah. that swimming would Let's help talk out. Okay, right? It's yeah. You brought that up. Swimming, I, I love. The only challenge is accessibility. Okay. Okay. If we can have a pool or access to a pool, swimming kicks in from the 60 plus. That's for even 70 plus. It's amazing because athletes that injure themselves do rehab in the water. Yeah. So if someone can't jog on a treadmill they can run lap to lap in the water and they're pushing the water and they're challenging themselves or they can do low impact but we still need a bit of stronger high impact on the joints because again we talked about from the previous episodes your body needs stimulus to get stronger the rowing machine is amazing okay for cardio especially 50 60 why, why is it amazing posture brother because it's, you're doing exactly what your body is it's designed a, it's for. It's a posterior chain movement. Got it. Every time you row in and you push back, you're pushing with quad and hamstrings and you're driving your elbows back and you're doing a seated row. A seated row is one of the most beneficial movements in the planet. So imagine doing 10 minutes of rowing. You're probably going to perform... 25 to 30 repetitions of a row in a minute let's say less let's say 25 so 25 times 10 you're doing 250 seated rows in a little bout of exercise that's beautiful for your body your posture running i don't like hard on the knees hard on the hard knees on the hard joints. for the hips, bro. hips remember the hips yes your femur bones are long someone that has not been squatting strengthening their legs you're getting this pounding motion also, your low back, your low back is taking this load. People that run for the first time complain their shins hurt from shin splints. Yeah. They're not used to doing the, all the dorsiflexion stuff. Cycling? If, cycling is going to be easier in the joints. Elliptical machine uses both upper and lower. It's easier in the knees because you're going on, 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 a, on a circular motion. Aerodyne bikes are amazing. The ones that UFC fighters use, you pedal and oh, you yeah, go forward yeah. and back. Amazing. Because yeah. again, upper and lower extremities. Another wicked one is the standing rower. We got one in our club. One a of our, standing rower? A standing rower. You stand up. Your, your panel's at the top. You're in a standing position. You squat down. And you bring the, the strings down. And it's almost doing like a, a row. But again, it's a vertical row. Oh. It's a vertical pull. I haven't seen that. Okay. Amazing. Like, Think of our lifestyles. We sit, eat breakfast, sit to drive to work, we sit at work, we sit at lunch, we sit driving back Constantly home. Constantly sitting. So we're not standing and we're not rowing. So those are good movements. Stability ball, amazing for your core. Horizontal movements are key to building spinal strength. What I mean by that is you can do lunges, chest press, back rows all day, every day, but if I don't take myself from a vertical position of standing to pure horizontal in a plank and then pure to a side plank, you're never in this position in a daily basis. No. So where do people get the most injuries? They bend down to grab something. Bang. Surprise. Their back goes. 
or they try to reach and twist for something. Bang. That's where it goes. So if you're constantly practicing side plank movements, forward plank movements, straight arm planks, T-spine rotations, you're strengthening your skeleton in a horizontal plane. 40, 50, 60 muscles are firing to support yourself versus when you stand. That's why squatting is great, but lunging is better. Because squatting is a primal movement. We got to squat to grab something from the floor, yep. but we're using both legs. The weaker one can, you know, the, the stronger one can take over and help. There's no balance involved. If I made you lunge every day and lunge to the ground, now you're involving balance coordination. For the 50-year-olds, doing everything split stance is really good. One foot forward, one foot back. Pretend you're on a tightrope. If this line in our desk was a tightrope and I stand like this and do a bicep curl, my legs are straddled on each side, it's easy. If I go into a lunge, it gets harder. But what if I put my foot one and then one directly behind each other? Now I'm on a tightrope. So just holding the dumbbells is hard. So by doing a bunch of sets in a tightrope position with one foot forward, one foot directly behind the other, spaced out, you're doing 50% core and then 50% training. Oh, so you're, you're, you're forcing the body to recruit those little minor muscle groups. What about... Um I recently started doing some cold baths, ice I, cold I, baths. I, I envy you guys. It's fucking painful. I envy I'm sorry. You. I, it's I, painful. I, I want to try the cold showers. I started with the cold but showers. It's tough. I did the cold showers, but then I started reading up. And Cold and baths are really good for the body to get into a position where everything is going to be... Your body's state gets cold. Your body gets into a shock. And yeah. after that, your body releases certain chemicals and your body's immune system can go back to fighting and helping things. And our body, that's why when you injure yourself, you put ice on it yeah. to compress that area and have that body's ability to keep it cold without getting more inflamed. Now, is it good for any age or is it... You've got to build up on it, man. Because again, you have all these young guys on Instagram and girls that are popping in ice baths and are making it look easy. You need to progress. It's not easy. You got to do like 10 seconds. It's not easy. 20 seconds. And then it's you like can't you're on fire, it. man. It's yeah. honestly like you're on fire. Yeah. I, I Cryotherapy. Just, yeah. But it is 100% beneficial. Yep. But also heat as well, taking baths to okay. relax those muscles. Because when you're injured, cold is the best right away. But when it's chronic pain year after year, heat. Heat. Heat's going to help out. Got it. And you can do a mixture of cold and heat. But Taking a nice hot bath, hot showers can relieve all that tight, knotted up area. But just the same as breathing, damn it. Proper breathing. People, people don't breathe properly, first of all. No. They probably breathe a 10, 15% of what with they should upper, be. upper extremity versus yeah. visceral. So we do an assessment with our movement screening. We have people lie down flat and you put one hand on your stomach and then one hand above it. And when you look at the client breathing, you see which hand raises. Is it the bottom hand raising or the top one? And people who are stressed have high body fat percentage in the midsection, high blood pressure. It's always the top always hand the top. is moving. I know. Because they're not taking that breath all the, the way. The diaphragm, bringing yeah. it right down to the bottom. Diaphragmic breathing. Yeah. Another thing that's really important is watching out for hernias. A lot of the older population, because they've never been involved with functional exercises that require full body contraction, 
a squat, a deadlift, a standing military press doesn't just work your shoulders. It works your ankles, your knees, your thighs, your hips, your midsection, your glutes, all the way through your back, your traps. So by doing that compound movement, you're flexing and engaging the midsection, the core. There's something called 3B breathing or brace before your breath. And I learned this at one of my certifications where power lifters practice it and have memorized it. And when they're about to go do a movement, they contract grip, lats, glutes, back, quads, and then they do the movement. So it's like flexing your whole fist really, really hard and then punching someone versus going right away and punching Just them. Punching. Everything's soft, nothing's contracted. When people are older, 50, 60, we focus on teaching them breathing. Because if you're doing a push-up and you're, as you come down, you're not inhaling, you're exhaling, you're losing power. Yeah. And breath equates the power. So I martial artists. It's has, all about breathing. Everything they hit, they breathe. Yeah. So 50, 60-year-olds, you got to make sure that before you bend down to grab something, flex your midsection tight, contract your groin area like a Kegel exercise, then go pick it up. Because if someone has got a weak core, weak area in the lower groin area and they go really really hard they can get a hernia that's a ninja yeah totally is right and typically people who have hernias that are not hereditary or or something that came from birth it's it's an in it's your body tearing in the abdomen region with slight protrusion of internal organ because you're weak man and we shouldn't have these things all right dimitri that was great man so that's that takes it. care of the 50 year olds fitness over 50 baby Everybody tune in We're going to do one more Which takes us to the golden years uh, But once again He's definitely going to be open To anybody reaching out to him Shoot him a DM Shoot him an email yeah, Pass man. by Look yeah. it up If you're in the We're actual Great Toronto facility. area Right So www.puremotivationfitness.com Dimitri at puremotivationfitness.com Dimitri Giancoulas And also puremotivationfitness.com Sorry no no It's pure Is it puremotivationfitness.com On Instagram Um we have two. So my page for my online coaching is at Dimitri Giancoulis. And then if you live in Vaughn, you want to join our studio, it's at Pure Motivation Fitness. Cool. All right. Thank you very much, Dimitri. See you in the next one.